Hare Krishna, today we are so fortunate to have Her Grace Ramatulasi Mataji from um, Washington DC area and Mataji will enlighten us on Srimad Bhagatam 5.15.16 words and uh, yeah, Mataji will give her a uh, brief introduction by herself uh, because Mataji speak uh, before on call but after long time she is again uh, enlightening us and there are some new devotees so I requested Mataji to give her introduction so Mataji please go ahead and uh, the start the class. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Uh, mine, I'm just going to give a brief introduction of myself. Um, and Prabhus, if you, can, if you can hear me, or if you cannot hear me clearly, please let me know. I am, um, I've been a, a devotee for over 40 years, about 45 years. I am married to Anudama Prabhu, the original Anudama Prabhu, for 42 years. We have two children, Brenda and Pitamba, and four grandchildren. Um, and we've been serving in this Potomac Temple for many, many years. So, <clears throat> today we're going to be speaking on the fifth canto, chapter 15, text 16, I believe, right? Yeah. The last, yes, the last text, the last text, yeah. Uh, so, and I will go over the prayers, the Mangalachala prayers, and then we'll start. Om Ajnana Tamarandasya, Jnana Jnana Salakaya, Shakshu Unmulitam Yena, Tasmai Shri Gurve Namaha, Shri Chaitanya Mano Bishtam, Stapitam Yena Bhutale, Swayam Rupa Kadamayam, Dadati Swapadantikam. Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yukta Pada Kamalam Shri Guru Vaishnavamsha Shri Rupam Sagrachatam Sahagana Raghunata Bitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Sadvatum Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Pada Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishaka Vishatamcha Hey Krishna Karuna Sindhu, Dina Bandhu Jagatpate, Gopeshe Gopika Kanta, Radha Kanta Namastute, Tapta Kanchana Gorangi, Radhe Vrindavana Veshuri, Vishabhana Sute Devi, Pranamami Hari Priye, Vanchakalpa Turubhyascha, Krita Sindhu Vyevacha, Patitana Pavane Bio, Vaishnava Bio, Namo Namaha. Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Shri Abeta Garada, Shivasadi Gora Bhakta Vrinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, I think Mataji asked me who my Guru Maharaj was. So, uh, I'm a disciple of His Holiness Bhakti Swarup Damodar Maharaj. He was uh, Prabhupada's scientist and the head of the Bhaktivedanta Institute. So, I'm his disciple and my husband is disciple of Srila Prabhupada. 
Uh, is that okay, Mataji? Yes, Mataji. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'll read the verse. We're reading from Shema Bhagavatam 5, 15, 16. It's Tatrayam Sloka Prayabratam Vamsa Imam Virajas Charamoda Bhava Akorat Adi Alam Kiriya Vishnu Suraganam Yata Translation There is a famous verse about King Viraja. Because of his high qualities and wide fame, King Viraja became the jewel of the dynasty of King Priyabrata. Just as Lord Vishnu, by his transcendental potency, decorates and blesses the demigods. Purport by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. Within a garden, a flowering tree attains a good reputation because of its fragrant flowers. Similarly, if there is a famous man in a family, he is compared to a fragrant flower in a forest. Because of him, an entire family can become famous in history. Because Lord Krishna took birth in the Yadu dynasty, the Yadu dynasty and the Yadavas have remained famous for all time. Because of King Viraja's appearance, the family of Maharaj Priyavrata has remained famous for all time. Namon Vishnupadaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Srimati Bhakti Swarup Damada Swami Tinamini Namon Vishnupadaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Srimati Bhakti Vedanta Swami Tinamini So I read this um, I read this last verse and uh, the purport and Prophet is talking about high qualities and um, how qualities in a person can can make that family or that society um, can become very illustrious. And so I was thinking of um, well, what devote as devotees, what qualities we should work on, and. I thought of the 26 qualities of the devotee because those qualities, Prabhupada has always stressed the 26 qualities of the devotee because he wanted all his... When Prabhupada formed the League of Devotees, he stressed the 26 qualities. He wanted to cultivate a group of gentle women and gentle men, he said. So I was thinking I will talk about the 26 qualities and... also show how Srila Prabhupada imbibed those 26 qualities and made our Krishna consciousness so illustrious. And also I'll talk about some other personalities. Um, so the 26 qualities. I'm sure everybody, all Vaishnavas know what the 26 qualities of a devotee are. We might not all have them because we all are striving to work on the 26 qualities because it's a work in progress. Sometimes we forget and the material modes get a hold of us and we forget those qualities and we act um, against our uh, mode of goodness nature and sometimes we exhibit the mode of passion or the mode of ignorance. Okay? So... We know that humility is not a superficial thing. It is a profound and it is an honest uh, quality. 
but and the conditioned soul, we as conditioned soul, we are trying to uh, develop this humility. We pray, so through prayer, and we pray for forgiveness, uh, and we pray for dedication to our gurus and our spiritual master and our ISKCON or it, to our Vaishnav groups. We we pray for loving service to the Lord. So being humble means one. We are not anxious to be honored by others. We don't want honor. Okay, the unit, the qualities of humility and submission. If we become humble and we become submissive, we wise submissively, it quickly leads us to spiritual realization. Okay, so then these 26 qualities, starting with mercy, uh, they need. They they are not superficial. They're not, they don't, we, don't, um, we don't study them with a superficial mind, okay? And we don't just, mis- they can be easily misinterpreted also. But that's why we approach the, the scriptures and the guru to teach us these 26 qualities and to see how we, sh- how we should imbibe these 26 qualities. So this, the, the following 20 qualities will help us to become perfect. And as I said, we're a work in progress. It doesn't happen overnight. For some it might. But I know for myself also, I'm still working on these qualities. Okay? But at least we have these qualities and we, we can work on them. I know uh, for myself, I always try to read these 26 qualities once a day even though I'm not always practicing them, like sometimes I don't always imbibe all those qualities, but it is a work in progress and we are trying. So the first one is mercy, merciful to everyone, Kripalu. This quality consists in the empathy one feels at seeing the suffering of other people. The devotee is merciful because he is the well-wishing friend of all living entities. So, and how can we help all living entities? And the best help we can give people is to teach them what is the cause of their suffering and encourage them to get out of the state of ignorance, right? That's how we can be merciful. Some of the merciful is uh, giving out charity and helping people uh, with their material suffering. We feel sorry for someone. Yeah, that all comes under mercy, but ultimately... People have to know that we are in the cycle of birth, death, disease, old age, and how do we teach them to get out of this, right? We want to give people the real knowledge and teach them how to get out of this this birth and disease. So we see Srila Prabhupada. He was very merciful. He came. He came at such an advanced age to give us Krishna consciousness because his guru ordered him to come. And so he came, left his beloved Vrindavan, came out here just to give us Krishna consciousness. If it wasn't for Srila Prabhupada, we wouldn't be be devotees. Maybe we would have met someone, but Srila Prabhupada, because of his mercy, we can... uh, we can be thankful to Srila Prabhupada because he came and he gave us Krishna consciousness. So that's what we want to do too. We want to be, uh, so when we talk about Kripalu, we want to be, yes, merciful to people, but you want them to, to, 
to chant and to become devotees. Okay, we also saw when um, we saw this even in um, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. We saw Namacharya Haridas Thakur, the Namacharya Haridas Thakur. He used to chant the holy names of the Lord very loudly because he said that when one chants silently, only he receives the benefit. But when one chants loudly, everyone around him, even the plants and the animals, are benefited from associating with the Lord's holy names. And, and when Haridas Thakur uh, was being dragged uh, uh, and beaten across the 22 marketplaces in uh, Fulia. He, he wasn't angry and upset, but he prayed to Krishna, to the Supreme Lord, and begged him to forgive these people, okay? Because he said, uh, and they were beating him like animals, but he did not get angry. He was so merciful. It was his mercy, okay? He prayed that Krishna would forgive them. Um, and, and Lord Chaitanya revealed later on that if it wasn't for Haridas Thakur's prayers, Krishna would have taken off the heads of these people. So Haridas Thakur, through his mercy, he saved them. Um, the next quality is... Serene, a creature roda, okay? So that means does not quarrel with anyone. Now, who of us has this quality all the time, okay? Because it means to be, always be a love of peace. You always want to win the heart of everyone. You want to see everyone as your brothers and sisters. Uh, you want to be serene. You don't want to fight with anyone. But it's not, it's not, it doesn't always happen like that, okay? Because... I know, for, I'm speaking for myself personally, I can, I mean, if something's not going my way, I become frustrated sometimes, and then I get angry. But, um, but we see that this quality was also, we saw this, this in Srila Prabhupada too. He was very serene. Prabhupada was very fixed, right? He didn't, uh, he didn't get, he used, Prabhupada was very serene, very fixed. If you came in the presence of Srila Prabhupada, you saw the way he acted, very calm, even with everybody. Prabhupada, the once there was, um, when it, the very beginning days of ISKCON, and um, uh, uh, I want to say a homeless person walked in through where Prabhupada was in 26 Second Avenue at that time in New York, in the Bowery, and Prabhupada was very serene, and I know some of the devotees said didn't want the homeless person, but Prabhupada was, wanted him, and he said, no, no, let him stay, and he said, his spiritual life has begun just by coming and hearing Krishna consciousness. Okay, so very, very important. So even with, um, when ha also wanted to, he, so, even like um, Lord Chaitanya said, we live by this instruction of Lord Chaitanya. Trinat api sunishena taru api sahishnana amani manadena kirtana sadahari. Which means that we, we should chant the holy names of the Lord in a humble state of mind, right? Thinking of ourselves lower than the straw in the street and be more tolerant than even a tree. 
One should, we should be devoid of all sense of false prestige and be ready to offer respect, all respect unto others. But how many of us can do that, huh? Like, yeah, we, we chant this. This is part, part of the Sikshastaka prayers. But sometimes we forget this. Okay, if someone comes into our space and behaves that we think is not correctly, we get angry. So we have to have, we have to work on these qualities, how to become humble, how to become peaceful. We saw that even with, um, that when Rupa Goswami was debating this, uh, the scholar, what was his name, Rupnarayan? Yeah, it was, okay. And he, he was challenging him. He was challenging Rupa Goswami. He wanted to debate him on the scriptures, but Rupa Goswami didn't get angry. He didn't want to waste his time. Instead, he readily accepted defeat, okay, and he signed the certificate of victory for the for the scholar. Um, but Jiva Goswami got upset, uh, and he accepted the challenge on Rupa Goswami's behalf, okay. And Jiva Goswami defeated him. He debated and defeated him. But making, just making the point that even Rupa Goswami was such a exalted Acharya and, he, and a learned scholar, he could easily have defeated him, but he thought, why, what's the problem? So he took the humble position. Okay? It's very difficult to take a humble position, but if we do that, um, I've seen in my life exalted devotees uh, not just in Bhagavatam and Chaitanya Charitamrita, but in our daily life, I've seen exalted devotees exhibit these qualities of humility. And it's such an attractive quality. When they exhibit this quality, it's such an attractive quality. People are attracted to these devotees because of the humility. The other quality is um, truthful, to always speak the truth. Okay? Fixing the absolute truth, uh, not to not to lie, not to cheat. We saw Srila Prabhupada. He came to the West. He was very truthful. He spoke Bhagavad Gita without watering down. Okay, he presented Bhagavad Gita as it is, and at that time. They were just hippies, right? Who could understand Bhagavad Gita? But Prabhupada spoke Bhagavad Gita as it is. He didn't water down. He spoke the truth. And because of that, because of speaking the truth and speaking the Bhagavad Gita as it is, it was so powerful, so very powerful. Okay? So he, he boldly gave the message of Lord Krishna. He spoke truthfully, never altered the pure message. Okay? never said, I am going to take away the principles, the four regulated principles to attract followers. We see many other people do that, right? There are some spiritual groups. When I talk to some spiritual groups, they don't have any regulated principles. And yet we do, because Prabhupada uh, was very truthful, and he didn't want to attract his followers, fame or money. He wanted... Uh, he didn't want us to have unrestricted sense gratification. He presented the spiritual life to us that was based on personal sacrifice, purification of the senses. And because of his sincere presentation of Lord Krishna's message, okay, his shining example of spiritual perfection, people began to understand 
what he was saying and received the message with such great pleasure. And look at our society now, right? We're a worldwide society. We have um, so many scholars in our society, wonderful devotees. We award Bhakti Shastri degrees, Bhakti Vaibhava degrees. It's such an amazing society. When you think how Srila Prabhupada came alone and spoke that truth, and look at our society now. So that's such a, there was such a powerful effect, okay, Srila Prabhupada's truthfulness. And that's the way we should live also. If we see anyone, you know, we shouldn't water down the truth. We should be, we should, we should, we should tell, we should tell them the truth. And of course, we, we should take into account time, place, and circumstances, definitely, okay? We, um, we, we, we don't want to also start quarreling with people and hurt people's feelings. So always try to gauge the situation when you're talking to someone. Okay. And no matter how difficult the circumstances, a devotee will always find ways and means to remember and serve okay, the Supreme Master. So you become also fixed. Another quality is to become steady and fixed. That's giver, right? Uh, is to provide pleasure to Sri Guru and Garanga. We saw with Sanatana Goswami, in, he was such an advanced age, but he made it a point to circumambulate Govardhan Hill every day, daily. Uh, okay, and that was 23 miles. All the every day he did that, and it was. And even though it got very difficult for him to take this uh, parikram. He did not relent. He didn't give up, huh? Like some of us, I know when I start feeling a little sick, I'm like, oh, I've got to rest. I can't do it. Okay? But look at, so look at these acharyas and look at these exalted devotees. They do not give up. Okay? And feeling such love and compassion for him, Krishna gave him his darshan and go, he gave him Govardhan Shila, right? He gave Sanatana Govardhan Shila. And so we, we can also see from the example of Haridas Thakur, who was very old and he was also unwell, right? But he continued to chant, never, never stopped chanting. He's what, how many likes? Three likes of holy names of the Lord, okay? And so amazing, amazing devotees. And then also look at our Srila Prabhupada, okay? At the age of, uh, in spite of, so for 40 years of his life, he did not lose hope, right? Because uh, he was always working in, uh, when he was a young man. But he never forgot the instruction of his guru. And, even though, and he lived in his beloved Vrindavan, and he, was, he could have been comfortable. He lived at the Radha temple. And, but he came. He came to the West. Okay? He was steady. He took that instruction of his guru. Very steady. He came here. Okay? Did not give up the desire to serve the mission of um, his spiritual master, even though his own family members were, were complaining. But Prabhupada took up Krishna consciousness to come here. So they, you know, and, and spoke everything in a truthful way too. Uh, a devotee is always uh, equal to everyone. A devotee always feels that Sama, they always feel themselves to be a loving servant of everyone. 
<clears throat> he takes shelter of spiritually advanced people. We should do that. He's a friend to those on the same level and offers a helping hand to those who need help on the spiritual path. So a devotee is a friend to everyone, not just humans, but to animals also, right? To animals and plants. We're not just friends just to, um, just to someone that looks just like us, but a devotee is, is humble and uh, kind to everyone. Prabhupada, we saw this with Prabhupada again. Okay? He exhibited this characteristic. Uh, he decided he wanted to flood this universe with the ecstatic love of God. And Srila Prabhupada was continually distributing Lord Nityananda's mercy to everyone, regardless of their caste, creed, gender, okay, ethnicity, or background. And he humbly requested his disciples to assist him in the service. In fact, when you listen to one of Prabhupada's lectures, at the end, he's tearing up, Prabhupada is crying because he, he thanks his disciples uh, for, he says, I wanted, I wanted helpers and Bucky uh, Siddhanta sent me all you wonderful boys and girls, so thank you. And Prabhupada is crying on that lecture. Okay, so he was so thankful. Uh, but he, Prabhupada didn't make a distinction. He didn't say, okay, you're a woman, you cannot do this, okay, or you are this caste. You can't do this. Prabhupada, during, I mean, he, he, because of his uh, being equal to everyone and saw everybody as um, a spirit soul and as a servant of Krishna, no matter what, okay, that we all became devotees. I mean, Prabhupada took us and made us Brahmins. I mean, that's just so amazing also. We no, never saw that in India before, okay? But Prabhupada did that. He made us, we're not caste Brahmins, okay? Uh, Prabhupada showed that it's by qualifications. And because of his love, and treated, he treated us all equally. Because of our qualifications, we can come to that standard of Brahman, okay? Um, like even during one, one of the early lectures given in the storefront temple, Srila Prabhupada, uh, there was a, a homeless person came through the front door, and uh, he approached the seat where Srila Prabhupada was sitting, and he handed Prabhupada a roll of toilet paper, okay? And, pra- and all the devotees, they were like, oh, who is this? What is that? You know? but, Prabhupada, he, but Prabhupada, because of his kindness and love, he, and because of him being equal to everyone, he did not see this person as an offender or take offense, but he saw this person as, um, as a spirit soul and... His spark of Krishna consciousness just began by him offering a gift to Srila Prabhupada, just offering the toilet paper, okay? And it's, we have to try to imbibe these qualities because sometimes we think we see someone that comes to the temple and they might not be up to our standards, right? But, it's, but we have to see that they are spirit souls, their spiritual life has begun, and it is up to us to nurture that. Okay? When we start nurturing that, nurture everyone and love everyone and treat everyone equally, then our movement will grow even more exponentially. Okay? Because love, we will be showing them our love and uh, we won't be, they won't feel like we are 
playing favorites or we're only partial to some group and not partial to another group. But we have to be impartial and love everyone. But that doesn't just mean humans. We have to love everyone because even in Bhagavad Gita's, you know, uh, a sage sees with equal vision, okay? Everyone, the animals, the dog eater, Everyone. So we have to see that. Even when we see animals, we have to be kind to animals too. Just recently, I saw a picture of Radnath Swami. I think it might have been at the Eco Village temples, but there was a cat over there and he was rubbing the cat's head, you know, and I was thinking, oh, what a fortunate cat, you know. And my own Guru Maharaj also, he was very, very kind to animals also. I remember him, um, I went to visit in south of France because used to preach in South of France. And there was a pond there and there was a duck that would come every day and he named uh, he gave the, gave her a devotee name and he would feed her breadcrumbs every day and just be merciful, you know, so we could see that. And just to see these Vaishnavs acting like that, we should take those qualities and work on those qualities and also imbibe those qualities. The next one is uh, faultless. Medosa, even if a devotee commits errors accidentally, uh, they always are divinely protected, okay? And we, um, sometimes we see that, we, we see a devotee and we think, oh, that devotee is, uh, is not doing something correctly, look at what he's doing and he's making mistakes and, you know, just we, we start being critical, right? But a Vaishnav who in words, deeds, and mind is completely surrendered to Krishna and serves his spiritual master to the best of his ability is always faultless. Okay? Like Srila Prabhupada. His, Prabhupada, we know, is free from the four faults found in the conditioned souls, right? Which is one of the four faults, the tendencies to commit mistakes, to be in illusion, to cheat others, and we have imperfect senses. Okay, but because Srila Prabhupada performed all of his devotional activities in a mood of surrender to the desires of Lord Krishna, his activities were supervised by the personal hand of the Supreme Lord. So he was free from any of the defects, right? He's, he, was, he was ready to sacrifice. He, uh, he was free from illusion. Okay, because his preaching work, hundreds and thousands of souls were enlightened with spiritual knowledge. Okay. So he was always engaged in the loving in the transcendent loving service of Lord Krishna. And so we have to become faultless too. We have to always be engaged in the loving service of Krishna. We should always our eyes should always be um be tinged with Krishna Prema, okay? And we, it's, it's, I know these, it's easy to talk about the 26 qualities, but practicing it is, is difficult. It's not, it's there. We have to do it. We can do it, okay? But some days it's harder than others. Um, the next one is mild. He's mild in his manner, right? Uh, I've seen devotees that are really mild in their manners and they they are they gentle, gentle souls, okay? They just they 
when they have that gentle demeanor and gentle souls, they attract people. It's very easy to be attracted to a devotee that's very gentle, will has a mild demeanor, okay? Now, for some people, I don't know, they might like someone that's passionate. Uh, for me, myself, I know I'm easily attracted to someone that exhibits the quality of humility, of just being gentle and kind to everyone. Uh, Shiva Prabhupada, his mild demeanor was another attractive feature of his personality. Okay? When a person, we see sometimes in this material world, in, I'm sure all of us are professional people and work in the material world. Okay? Uh, we, we work, I mean, I've seen, I worked for 25 years in a school. I was a teacher for 25 years and I retired in 2017. But, you know, in school, I saw some of my colleagues that wanted they wanted, for, you know, they wanted prestige, and they lost. And because they wanted prestige, they lost all um, traces of mildness and how to behave with their colleagues. They became mean. They became. Um, they just became a source of anxiety for the rest of the colleagues. Okay, but um, but when but when. So when a devotee is mild, when we work on this quality of being mild, being uh, it becomes a very attractive quality. A very when you become gentle, okay, it becomes a very attractive quality. So Srila Prabhupada never displayed the quality of false pride. Always maintained a mild nature, okay, uh, and his nature attracted everyone. Whether it was you saw, he attracted the famous musicians, right? I mean, the Beatles. He could talk to government officials. Uh, if you ever get a chance, uh, devotees, you should read the conversations with Srila Prabhupada because you'll see Prabhupada has conversations with different people in those books and how Prabhupada relates to everyone. Okay, so he could even talk to the poor people of the streets. So no matter where he went, to little children, all of them respected Prabhupada and looked up to Prabhupada. Okay, so we have to be like that too. We have to be able to uh, be mild in our behavior. I don't think it's it's uh, it's very attractive to be to come uh, in front of someone and to be in a in a group and to then be in passionate in a mood of passionate and to also just be challenging and not speaking nicely to anyone. I, I don't think it's, I don't find that attractive. It puts me off. So I'm sure when people see us acting like that, it must also put them off too. Okay? Uh, one of the other qualities is um, composed. So when, every, when a devotee is composed, he remains, he maintains his composure even after being rejected or insulted. So that's Matthew. So I know when we become insulted or uh, we are challenged, right? We want, to, we want to fight back. That's our natural reflex. So like, how can you challenge me? How can you insult me? Our false ego comes out, right? We were like, no, I'm not going to take that. But... A devotee in any situation is composed. We saw that with Rupa Goswami. He didn't want to challenge. He took that defeat. He said, I'm not going to challenge 
uh, Rupa Narayan, and he just, but we know Rupa Goswami is a great Acharya, okay? And Srila Prabhupada, too. Prabhupada was always composed. He was always um, peaceful, okay? He was always uh, shanta, no matter what happened. It was, he never got upset, um, never belittled his devotees, okay? So, for example, even like the first Rathyatra in London was organized in London, and uh, the devotees did everything. They wrote to Prabhupada and invited him to Rathyatra, telling him about uh, the festival, you know, and how they promoted it, how they were expecting tens of thousands of people. They put posters up, they put newspaper articles, invitations on a grand scale. But then, and of course, everything we can plan and Krishna is the one in control. But on the day of the Ratyatra, as the Ratyatra was beginning, the wheel of the cart broke. And can you imagine that? Everybody's there to watch the Ratyatra. All the delegates, all these important dignitaries. Okay? So the, the cart collapsed and it was a disaster. And at that time, Gurudas Prabhu uh, one of Prabhupada's early disciples was leading the festival. He was one of the managers. So he wrote a letter to Srila Prabhupada telling him what happened. And he was really disappointed. And, and he felt like, he told Prabhupada, he felt like he disappointed Srila Prabhupada and all the people that came. But Srila Prabhupada was very peaceful. And he, repl- he just said, Prabhupada wrote back and said that the you know, not due to misfortune, but due to bad engineering. So, and he, Papa didn't get angry, okay? He just told his devotees, oh, next time, just make sure, you know, when you design something, make sure that it's designed, uh, take the weight into account, the capacity, and, you know, design it in such a way with all these, parameters and so then the wheel won't break. He he instructed his devotees to learn from that mistake. He didn't yell at them, he didn't say you were a bunch of ignoramuses, what have you done? So many people came and now we can't even preach to all these people. No, but Prabhupada cheered up the devotees, asking them not to feel disheartened. Instead he instructed them to focus on the next Ratyatra and do it again with utmost enthusiasm. Okay, and that's how we should be also. We should also act in a peaceful way. Uh, when something goes wrong, we should, we, we should also be peaceful. We shouldn't get upset and start blaming others or say if we're working with a group of devotees and something goes wrong and then we start blaming each other, that doesn't help the situation, okay? It doesn't help at all the situation, but we should always... Um, Try to encourage, and this is what Papa did. He encouraged his devotees. And um, so when you encourage someone, you lift them up, right? We don't want to bring people down. We don't want to bring anybody down. Any, we don't, don't like to do that, okay? We want to help people. We saw um, even Lord Nityananda, right? Look at Lord Nityananda. He was so magnanimous also. He was just, Wonderful. I mean, he was, uh, he's none other than the incarnation of Lord Balaram, whose appearance day we just celebrated. 
He used to go door to door begging people, urging them to chant the holy name of Lord Krishna. Okay, and he used to hold a straw between his teeth, roll on the dusty ground. He requested people to please surrender to Krishna. Okay, and <clears throat> he didn't mind. He got beaten up by by these uh, uh, abominable people, people like Jagai and Madai. He was he didn't mind at all because he was delivering the sinful, and that was more important than his personal comfort. Also, um, we see with um, Gadada, Gadada Das, right? He delivered the sinful Kasi by making him chant the names of Lord Krishna. And he took a risk by approaching the Kasi, who was feared by everyone. But a Vaishnav doesn't think twice in taking a risk of preaching the glories of the Lord. Okay? And the Vaishnav is mild. They, they, they can only, so it's only with our meek and mild behavior and gentle demeanor, I think we can conquer the world. Okay? You've heard the saying by Jesus Christ, the meek will inherit the world. So what does that tell us? We have to be gentle, we have to be mild. Okay? And a Vaishnava is always peaceful, satisfied, and doesn't hanker for material possessions. When Lord, uh, when Lord Garanga came to Bengal to visit Sachi Mata, he stopped for a few days at the house of Shiva's Pandit. Okay? And Mahaprabhu was in amaze to notice that uh, Shiva's Pandit did not go out to earn, but instead just sat and chanted in his house as the, for the whole day. So when uh, Lord Chaitanya asked Shiva's, how are you maintaining your family? He said, oh, by Mahaprabhu's mercy. And he said, my family members never suffer from any shortage. And then Shiva's pondered out that if in every future the situation arose that he was no food in the house, then he said he would wait. And if, he, if after three days the situation did not improve, he said he would go and jump in the Ganges. And Lord Chaitanya assured him that that day would never arrive. Okay? So not that we have to do that. Not that we sit around and we say, oh, okay, I'm just going to be peaceful, chant my rounds, and not take care of my family. Our duty is to take care of our family, okay? We have to be peaceful, but we shouldn't be hankering after, uh, our mind shouldn't become so bewildered that we're always thinking of, how am I going to make money, okay? What's my next deal going to be? Uh, is the stock market going up? Is the stock market going down? God, what am I going to do, okay? Should I buy, uh, should I should I buy bitcoins or shouldn't I buy bitcoins? No, our mind is always not peaceful like that. So being peaceful means that we are satisfied with what we have and we see it as Krishna's mercy and we are thankful for all of that. Okay? So devotee is always peaceful also. We saw that um, Kolavad Srida, he was also the banana leaf seller in uh, Navadvip Dam. He was, all, he was such a poor person, very poor, right? But we could barely make his ends meet. But he was a great devotee of the Lord. And he used to, uh, um, whatever little he earned, he used to spend 50% of it worshipping Mother Ganga. And um, he also used to take the banana... So he used to take, when Mahaprabhu used to go to the market 
when Mahaprabhu was a little boy, he used to go to the market and bargain with Kolobesha, okay? And he would take the banana leaves from him and without paying any money. And then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu loved, but he loved him so much, okay? The Lord was ready to give Srida any boon, any boon. But Srida, Kolobesha Srida, he did not ask for anything. All he wanted was to serve Lord Chaitanya. That's all he wanted. We even saw that with Prahlad Maharaj, huh? When the Shingadev asked him to for any boon, to for anything, ask for anything, all he asked was for service and for his family. He thought about his family members and he wanted them to be liberated. Okay? So the other qualities I don't know if I'm gonna get through all of them, but I will try. So the other qualities, um, we talked about peacefulness. I'm going to... So some of the other qualities is to be desireless. That's a karma. Uh, to be a kinchana, okay, which is without material possessions, indifferent to material acquisitions, that's aniha, and apramata, without innovation. Uh, so when I... Srila Prabhupada, when uh, he spent all these years in Vrindavan preparing to come to the West, right? Prabhupada always knew that he would come. He, was, he knew that he wouldn't stay there forever because his Guru Maharaj gave him the order to preach. And Prabhupada took that to heart and he was going to come and preach. He lived a very simple life, right? I mean, I'm sure many of you on this call, you must have been to Vrindavan and to the Radha Damada temple and to the rooms where Srila Prabhupada lived. You'll see very, very simple life, right? Prabhupada's life, it was just a little room in the Radha Damada temple. He had a small cot, he had a writing table and a few other things to assist him, okay, in his deity service and translation work. But he was very indifferent to the material comfort Excuse me. He would focus on his spiritual surroundings. He what he loved his new residence. He considered it very favorable for writing, because at <clears throat> in the Radha Damodar courtyard and temple, uh, the uh, the exalted previous acharyas of our sampradaya, Shiva Jiva Goswami, Rupa Goswami, they used to they used to gather over there and discuss transcendental subjects. So it was a very very important place. And Srila Prabhupada would seek their blessings, okay, from the samadhis every day. I mean, he would look out his window and he would look at their samadhi and always uh, sought their blessing. And Prabhupada, after preaching, when he came to the West and preached for so many years, um, he was, he was given, look at Prabhupada, came with what, like 40 rupees, right, to the West? But he preached and made so many devotees that um, Lord Krishna gave him an unlimited measure of opulence, right? Prabhupada, unlimited measure of opulence. But despite having access to all this, right, Srila Prabhupada never claimed any of it as his own. He used every penny for Lord Krishna, every penny in Krishna's service. He put it all back into building temples, to making temples, to uh, printing books, distributing books, okay, all that was given back to Lord Krishna. He never kept anything for him. And um, when Papa traveled, 
he just had one small suitcase, okay, about the size of a tote bag. And he traveled with just that, even when the movement got really huge and big and opulent, that's all proper travel. So that's, we see that these are all the qualities uh, to be desirous, to be without material possessions, okay. And I know as Grihastas, it's hard to do that, to be without material possessions. But we should, we should, we should, it's, as Grihastas, we are, we are given that license to have a home because we've entered, entered the Grihasta Ashram. So my, my concept is that, yes, I'm in the Grihasta Ashram, but I'm not going to acquire more than what I need. I'm not into buying all kinds of knickknacks and collecting this and collecting that. I'm just into, I, I always like to say I like to live a Zen lifestyle. Even my house, I like to keep it in a Zen way because then I don't have all these possessions. So I, I'm not attached. I don't want to become attached to things. That's what I'm saying. Okay? I want to become attached just to Krishna. Another thing Prabhupada stressed, um, and one of the qualities of devotees is cleanliness. That is so important, very, very important. We have to not just be cleanliness um, internally, but externally. So <laughs> internally, we, um, how do we come clean, clean? We chant the Maha Mantra, we chant okay, the Hare Krishna Mantra, and we submerge our mind always uh, listening to the pastimes of the Lord and his great devotees and uh, reading, reading the books uh, and always um, listening to lectures, to chant, to be in the association of devotees. So internally, that's cleansing our hearts and cleansing us internally. Externally, uh, we also have to lead a clean life. Prabhupada always wanted us to be he gave us rules how to be clean. He wanted us to bathe three times a day, to wear clean clothes, to after there's so many little rules and regulations. After we eat, we rinse our mouth and our hands. Okay, I, I, I see people still not doing that, but we have to take into account there's a whole uh, if you if you read Prabhupada's uh, some of the latest Prabhupada wrote to his devotees what he wanted, okay, so bathe three times a day, clean clothes, he taught us how to wash our hands and mouth after eating, uh, there's just, if you ever, if you joined, like when I joined uh, Krishna Consciousness, I joined in 1975, but then in 1977 I moved to England, because they had an excellent Bhakti and Bhakta program, and that's where I had my training, Bhakti training, and there were so many things they taught us how to how to eat, how to sleep, how when you get up first thing in the morning, you take up, if we slept on the floor, then you take a bucket and you wipe your face down. So all kinds of things they taught us about cleanliness. Okay? And uh, so Prabhupada wanted us to always be clean, to be, uh, to bathe three times a day. If we're worshiping the deities, always wear clean clothes. <clears throat> so inside and externally, that's very important. Some of the other qualities were we have to be self-controlled. That means free from lust, anger, greed, illusion, madness, and envy. Okay, Srila Prabhupada was very, very forgiving. 
Uh, he forgave others' offenses and never gave up on anyone, even if someone went away from Krishna consciousness and uh, it, it, Prabhupada would cry. It was Prabhupada to lose one devotee. It would hurt Srila Prabhupada. And when he heard that the rest of the devotees were talking about a devotee that is having some problem, Prabhupada would be so upset. And he said, now you've made it very difficult for that devotee that's having problems to come back. Prabhupada never gave up on, on anyone. Okay? He was... Um, he just... He want because to make one devotee, Prabhupada said you have to work so hard. And even if the devotee has a little fault, Prabhupada, they would come to Prabhupada and some of his devotees that would come to Prabhupada and say, Prabhupada, it's too difficult. I can't do this anymore. But Prabhupada would encourage them. He would say, no, you have to stay. If the sannyasi wanted, said they couldn't maintain their sannyasi vows, Prabhupada said, then get married and stay and serve as a grihasta. He didn't want to lose anyone, okay? Um, so we have to, we also have to imbibe the quality. If we see someone, um, you know, having some difficulties, we shouldn't be talking about them, but we should encourage them because we don't want that devotee to go away, okay? We want them to stay uh, and to practice Krishna consciousness no matter what. And to we have to make uh, our society a culture of, of um, a culture of humanity and love, okay? We shouldn't be envious and we shouldn't think, oh, look, that devotee is really having faults and he dis he's uh, struggling in his Krishna consciousness and, you know, well, I, we, I'm happy about it. Some people might feel, oh, that's good that the devotee is struggling because he was so proud. Even if a devotee has some fault or is proud or you think that devotee has false ego, but we don't want to see the devotee go away. We want, and we don't want to come to that level of being, uh, being just envious. And then, then it, doesn't, it doesn't create a society where other people would like to come and join. Okay? We want to imbibe these qualities. We want to cultivate these 26 qualities because we're representing Srila Prabhupada and Iskand. And just like um, we see in the, in the verse over here that, um, what was his name? Uh, King Viraja. Okay, he came in the dynasty of King Priyabhata and by his qualities, okay, he, uh, his family, because of King Viraja's appearance, the family of Maharaj Priyabhata became famous for all time just because of his qualities. Okay, so when we exhibit these 26 qualities, then we also, uh, we can make ISKCON famous. ISKCON can become famous as a society of gentlewomen and gentlemen. Okay, so people will talk about ISKCON in, in a glorious way. And that's what we want. We want to become uh, devotees that Prabhupada would be proud of to say, look, these devotees, and if, if people would meet us, anybody will meet us, whether we at work or on the street, we go to the store, and you tell people, I'm a devotee, and I'm a member of Iskandil, and, you know, and they have such a wonderful impression, they say, you're a member of Iskandil, how wonderful, okay? So we want that, we want to 
by our qualities, we want to glorify Srila Prabhupada, glorify our Guru, and glorify Iskand. Okay? Even like when um, uh, Prabhupada had a disciple, he, he had a, he was a disciple was sick by birth, and, uh, but his disciple left, left the shelter of devotees and went to other spiritual paths. But Srila Prabhupada never gave up on this disciple. Okay, he uh, he was very hopeful that he would come back, and that's what we have to do. We have to have hope. Okay, Prophet said we don't know about Lord Nityananda's mercy. That's true because we Lord Nityananda, there is no limit to his mercy and compassion, no end to his forgiveness. We saw that with Jaga and Mada. Okay, Lord Chaitanya got angry. He wanted to take off their heads, but not Lord Nityananda. He begged. Lord Chaitanya, please don't. We said this is you've come in this yuga as Patita Pavana. Okay, so Lord, if Lord Nityananda, who is the supreme God, supreme person of Godhead, can be so merciful and so compassionate, then why can't we? Why can't we be forgiving and loving and become ideal representatives of Srila Prabhupada and Lord Nityananda? Right. The other thing is we have to be. Um, very surrendered to Krishna, okay? exclusively to Krishna. That's one of the other qualities of a devotee. Okay? We, shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't depend on um, anybody else. Prabhupada, we saw with Prabhupada, he traveled to the West. His spiritual master, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, had instructed him to do that. Okay? And Srila Prabhupada was willing to sacrifice everything and to serve Lord Krishna. He, he came to America, he got on the Jaladuta at the age of 69 years old, right? And it wasn't even such a comfortable ship. It wasn't a cruise ship where you can have all the comforts and luxury of a cruise. It was a cargo ship, okay? It sailed from Calcutta to New York and it was, it was a Jaladuta. I'm sure many of you know that. All probably Prophet had was a little suitcase, an umbrella, and some dry cereal. Um, he brought his books, right? His his, uh, his books that he he wrote, <clears throat> but he depended exclusively on Lord Krishna. Can any of us say that that we depend exclusively on Lord Krishna? Prophet even suffered two heart attacks on the ship, and he. Krishna, Krishna protected him because Prabhupada didn't go to the doctors. There was no doctor on the ship for him to go to for these heart attacks. Okay? Uh, there was no medicine given to him. So it's amazing how Sheila... But I know some people that have had mild chest pains and have had to, you know, they go to the doctor, have to have a stent put in. And I was thinking this, you know, I was thinking, wow, Sheila Prabhupada was on the ship and he suffered two heart attacks. And, and at that age, 69 years of old, and yet he got off that ship, <clears throat> came and preached, no medicine, <clears throat> no doctor, and Krishna just depended totally, totally on the mercy of Krishna. <clears throat> and he wasn't, he didn't have any, anyone, he didn't have any servant on the ship to serve him. Okay, there was no disciple, no, nobody was on the ship there to help him. 
But he was so enthusiastic also, so enthusiastic about preaching. And that's how we have to be. We have to be totally dependent on Krishna. We have to be enthusiastic, okay? And things will happen. <clears throat> we should always pray to Krishna. Because Krishna will give us his mercy. And he will, just like he did with um, Srila Prabhupada, okay, if we are sincere, we, are, we want to really please Srila Prabhupada, please our Guru, and we have to, we'll depend on Krishna's mercy, we'll be surrendered to Krishna exclusively, Krishna gives us his shelter, always, okay? You see, even in uh, the scriptures, whenever the devotee is uh, surrendered completely on Krishna, Krishna is always there to help the devotee, always. So we shouldn't think, oh, I, I have to go seek shelter somewhere else, so I should go to the demigods, maybe they'll answer my prayers. No, don't doubt the power of praying and just taking shelter of Krishna. Okay? So these are all very important qualities. And I know um, for myself, I am trying to, to work on these qualities. I there's some other qualities, too, that I'll... Some are, I'll just go through it quickly. Also, a devotee is, um, does not eat more than required. That's very important. But we know we like to eat prasadam, right? But we try to eat just enough to keep our body healthy. Even though it's prasadam, if we overeat, we can get sick. We want healthy bodies to serve the Lord, okay? So we should try to be regulated. That's what we should do. Prabhupada wanted us to be regulated. That's one of the qualities of a devotee, okay? We should become expert. A devotee is expert because we're empowered by the Lord and our spiritual masters, okay, to preach. So um, just like Srila Prabhupada, he was expert because he was empowered. A devotee is grave, Okay, uh, a devotee is a friend, a devotee is silent, and a devotee is a poet. And that means we are always um, relishing the metal, the transcendental mellows of, of Krishna and Radha, right? Uh, and a grave, a devotee is grave, that means silent. He's always grave. He's contemplating on the glories of the Lord, the pastimes. He knows that the material world is temporary and that material existence can come to an abrupt end at any point of time. So a devotee is never overwhelmed or carried away and he's always focused on his eternal journey back home, back to Godhead. Okay? Uh, and a poet, so po one of the things, the uh, qualities of a devotee is that they are poets. Not that we go and compose poetry like materialistic poetry, but it's it's, um, you see all the, the songs that we sing to the Acharyas. They were great poets. If you look at the words and if you read the words, okay, those, that's what Prabhupada means. That, uh, uh, that's what we develop, these poetic qualities that en enables us to compose songs glorifying the Lord and his devotees. Okay? That's what it means to be a great poet. And to be silent, to be quiet, Okay, it doesn't mean that we just don't talk. We don't take a vow of mona. No. Silent means that we don't speak prajalpa, that we speak about the pastimes of Krishna, of devotees. When we get together for sangha, we don't gossip about someone. Okay, we don't engage in prajalpa. 
That's what silence means. So I'm going to stop here, Prabhu. Okay, Hare Krishna. If anybody has any questions or comments, please ask me. I hope it was okay, the class. Hare Krishna. Uh, Hare. I'm here. Go ahead, I'm here. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Yeah, Hare Krishna Mataji. Hare Krishna Mataji. Thank you so much. It was a wonderful class. And uh, yeah, you really nicely, you know, uh, explained all the qualities of the devotees and of the Vaishnavas. Dandwat Pranam Mataji. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Thank you. Hare Krishna Mataji, thank you so much for this wonderful and nectarian class. And this was Vikas Prabhu from our DC temple, so he joined today for your class. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. And thank you Vikas Prabhu for joining. I open the forum. Yeah, thank you Mataji. Hari Hari Thank you Prabhu. Uh, I open the forum for the devotees. If you have any questions, please go ahead and ask. Questions and comments, anything, yes. if you want yes. to add to it also, Prabhus. So thank you so much, Mataji, for uh, in sharing your experience about the first theatre, the cart, the wheel was broken, that experience was so nice, and uh, he was in England. London, that experience was also very nice you shared how you learn the devotee qualities and I we see Mataji, her children, her daughter Vrinda, her granddaughter Srevati Kairavan. Vrinda is a Gorwani Prabhu's wife, he's a very famous Kirtanya, many of us know him so and they she taught her daughter, her grandchildren so nice and so humble being celebrity also, they are so humble and they are so nice. They treat all the devotees. So we learned so many things from her and her husband, His Grace Anuttama Prabhu. And so we are so fortunate to have your association, Mataji, uh, here in DC congregation. I am fortunate uh, to have all your association. <laughs> I, I treasure that. <laughs> yes, Mataji. So, Mataji, if you have time, would you like to share how you came to Krishna consciousness and you got initiated? Uh, which sure. Was, yeah. Yes, so, so, I grew up in uh, South Africa, actually. My great-great-great-grandparents migrated to South Africa, so I was born and raised in South Africa. And I was raised a Hindu, right? But then uh, I met the devotees. We met the devotees uh, in South Africa. They used to come... Uh, the devotees used to come door-to-door preaching, and so they made my family life members in 1975. We became life members. And that's how I got involved with Krishna consciousness. So I used to go to the temple on the weekends. We had a farm community in South Africa, Cato Ridge, and I used to go there on the weekends because I was still in school. And I would stay at the temple on weekends and come back home on Sunday night and get ready to school. That's how I joined Krishna Consciousness. So when I, I graduated high school and then I worked for one year, but then I knew that I wanted to join a temple full-time. So, and we didn't have that. And South Africa at that time was having, well, it always had, it was segregated. They had apartheid. 
So, because there was, when I left South Africa, it was still apartheid. So in 1977, I left South Africa and I moved to our temple in England, the Bhaktivedanta Manor. And I had my Bhakti training over there. So I lived over there for one year and I had excellent Bhakti training. And then I, after that, after being there for one year, I, it was so cold and I got pneumonia. So then the devotee said, go, why don't you go to India and it's nice and warm. So I went to Juhu. And I lived at the Juhu Temple, that was in 78, and uh, it, was, it was great. I loved the Juhu Temple, and that's where I met my husband, Anudama Prabhu. Uh, but then I got initiated in Juhu Temple in front of Radhavasa Bihari. I got initiated by them. Uh, it was Ketananda Swami at that time. So he was there, and he initiated me. But then I'm sure you all know the story of Kirtananda Swami. And so <clears throat> then I, that's how I became later on. I knew actually Bhakti Swarup Damodar Maharaj. He was the head of the BI and I used to see him in Mumbai when I was living there. Uh, but he wasn't a guru then because he became guru later on with, like, with Radhanath Swami and Bhakti Tirtha Maharaj. So... Many years later, when we were living in, back in America, then um, Bhakti Sarup Damodar Maharaj came to stay with us, and I developed my relationship with him. And I got, yeah, I reconfirmed my vows with him. Uh, so that's, that's how long I've been involved in Krishna consciousness. And I met my husband in India, uh, and we got married. We've been married 42 years now. It will be 43 years next year. Yeah, 42 years we've been married. And um, still serving <laughs> Prabhupada's movement because <laughs> there's nothing better than being a devotee. I don't think so. <laughs> so inspiring, Mataji. So inspiring. Uh -huh. uh, thank you so much for sharing. How dedicated you are. Uh, when you were uh, at a youth age and you just uh, left everything and you joined ISKCON and you went to India. <laughs> so <laughs> Thank you, Mataji, for sharing. Thank you. So I know the qualities. Of, it's really, it's hard to always maintain it every day because we do we are in the material world so we are tinged with the material energy and sometimes it's hard to to always remember the qualities and to act uh, to act in, in, in the way that Srila Prabhupada wants us to act but we should always strive to do that right because we as long as we know and we strive to do it and we humble about it we can have we can have slip ups and that's that's okay, but we are on this path and we are praying to Krishna to lift us up. Anyone have any questions or comments? Even comments if you have any ideas or comments.
Hare Krishna. I think nobody has any question or comment. Okay. So, yeah, let us end up the call here. Oh. Okay. Yeah, Mataji. So, please. Thank you, Mataji. Uh, nice Thanks. to hear you. Uh, Thank you, Prabhu. Nectarian class. Uh, we'd like to hear you more and more. Thank you. 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 Thank you.